Have you ever had a tough situation with a client and you wish that you knew what experienced photographers would do or say in that situation? If so, you're going to love this series called Help My Client Said This, What Should I Do? Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. Students learn this through the beauty and birth photography certification and through marketing school for photographers. Welcome to part two of a new series on the podcast all about, basically, we're taking your client stories, your client horror stories, your client questions, and you're saying like, okay, Tavia, Lydia, how would you handle this situation? So welcome back to the show, Lydia. Thanks for doing another episode of this with me. It's super fun. Hi, I'm Lydia. I am a coach in marketing school and Tavia's sidekick. Uh, I've been in business for about seven and a half years, and I am super excited to dig into these dilemmas with her. Yes. And you are primarily a wedding wedding, wedding videographer these days, right? So that is who you serve and you're like actively working with clients. So that's what makes this really fun is you've got like a lot of your own client stories and situations that you can relate to all of this. So that's a really cool thing that you bring. For sure. Um, Okay, so if you're listening to this and you have a client situation that you need help with, you can quickly fill out this quick form. Let us know what's going on so that we can feature you on the next episode. Head over to taviaredburn.com slash WWYD or shoot me a voice message on Instagram at Tavia Redburn. Okay. You ready for the first, uh, the first question? Let's dig into it. All right. So the first question says, help. I need advice on how to handle the situation next time, but hopefully there is never a next time. I am a lifestyle newborn photographer and I'm very established. I've been in business over 10 years and I average $1,500 a session. She said, I booked a brand new client and money seemed to be no issue for them. She said, they booked my highest package and paid in full. I sent the client all the information to prepare, like I send every client, things like what to expect, what to wear, how to prepare for the session, what we're going to do, the signed contract, blah, blah, blah. When I arrived for the session, she handed me a printed list of photos of all of the shots that she wanted. So this is at the session. The problem is the shots that she listed were all very clearly done in studio, very posed, backdrops, props, etc. And she said that is not my style or my brand at all. And she never mentioned any shots like this in her questionnaire. I was stunned when she handed me the list and told her this is outside of my normal style, but I'll do my best. Well, when she got the images, I wasn't too surprised to hear that she didn't love a lot of them. Now she's asking for a reshoot or a refund. What should I do? Ooh. That's a hard one. I know. Because it's like this person clearly, it wasn't a communication issue. 
because they gave her all of the like they communicated everything ahead of time but also i would say maybe it was a communication issue like even though you're established even though you've been in business a long time i might be looking at myself and going okay what about this didn't communicate something cuz maybe there was something that wasn't communicated properly yeah i think I would, yes, take a look at myself. And I, I mean, she's definitely doing that by saying like, how can I prevent this next time? But if you've been doing it for years and years and years, and it's not been a pattern, I think it's very possible that this is a fluke thing. Uh, I wouldn't go completely overhauling any systems over one fluke thing if you've done, you know, many, 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 many sessions. So I think there's kind of two issues here. One is how to proceed now with this unhappy client and one is how to prevent it in the future. I don't know that at this stage in the game, I'm going to be trying to prevent it in the future. I'm going to note this in the back of my mind, but like it's probably a process that's mostly working at this point. Right. That makes, yeah, I agree. That makes sense. First time you're seeing this issue. If you're not seeing this issue for the first time, you've seen hints of it elsewhere, then yes, it's time to kind of reevaluate. I also think it's interesting to think maybe where this client came from. Because, you know, maybe they're not seeing your work beforehand. Like maybe they haven't, you know, been following you on social media. Like I think that's that's kind of something I would be thinking about when I'm like, where did this break down? I would think, where did they enter into my life, essentially? Where did they enter into the pipeline? Where have they seen my work? How would they know the difference between posy stuff in a studio versus more lifestyle stuff? But I I don't think I would dive too far into cleaning up the process on a singular issue at this stage in business. Mm -hmm. What What I would do moving forward, though, gosh, with this one to make her happy. (sighs) I don't know. (laughs) That's so hard. That's so hard because it's like, obviously, you don't want to refund. You just did all of this work and you delivered something that you know, is what you normally do. But if this client isn't happy, you want to make them happy. I mean, this one has to be stumped. Like, I don't, I don't know that there's a wrong answer here, which I think is good and bad. Right. Yeah. Like you're doing a lot of things right. I think that sometimes I look at things in a sense of like, how much energy is this costing me? Not just time and money, but how much energy is this taking? Because you, we've all had those clients that you're just like, I don't even care what you're paying me, the effort it takes to please you and to meet you where you're at is like exhausting and it's not worth it to me. So part of me, that part of me might be like, actually, I do just want to refund you and be like, maybe subtract time, like a little bit. You you say, and this depends on your contract, obviously too, but maybe it turns into like, Hey, minus these fees that I incurred, I'll, I'll give you a refund. The only other thing I could think would be to potentially try to find a photographer who meets their style and work out something to where that photographer can shoot for you and you work it out with them. Because I've done stuff like that before too, where I have really, like close relationships with other photographers and we just help each other out in that way. But man, that's a <laughs> we're kicking it off with a toughie here because that that's really, really, really hard. That is a really hard one. And like, I don't think you're obligated to refund or reshoot. You can certainly stick to your guns if you want to. But I do think it's going to take a little bit of strength and willpower to go that route and some confidence to be like, no, this is not okay. Like, here's what I did to make sure that we communicated this up front. 
that's tough. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I also might be looking back on like, does your contract say anything about like what qualifies for a refund or a reshoot? And if not, potentially consider adding something like that. Like, what are the reasons that I'll refund or reshoot for a portrait session? Um, that way you can fall back on that and for now and in the future. And if you have something like that in your contract, use it in this situation. Man, this is a doozy. I don't know. I don't feel like kicking it off, (laughs) kicking it off fun. Okay. I don't know if that was helpful or not, but there's some ideas. Hopefully that little conversation helped you in some way. You're not, you're not wrong for being like, what do I do here? Yeah. (laughs) There's there's some validation at least. A hundred percent. Okay. Next question is, I recently had a session where the grandma wants to gift the mom and her daughter, so her daughter and the granddaughter, a newborn session. So she paid the session fee and ordered a large package but hasn't paid yet. So the grandma is the one that bought it and paid and they already did the session. The mom is asking if she can get a few photos for social media, but the grandma technically hasn't paid for the images yet. So would you give the mom the images? Would you talk to the grandma? Would you tell the client to talk to the grandma? I feel so awkward. (laughs) I'd probably talk to the grandma myself. That is awkward. I mean, if the grandma initially opened up the communication, I would probably reach out to her and be like, oh my gosh, these photos turned out so cute. I cannot wait to share them on social media. I cannot wait to show you them. They are beautiful. What a beautiful family you have. I um, just want to make sure that you saw that I sent over the invoice. If you're having any trouble accessing it, like let me know and I can help walk you through it. Yeah, I love that. Just assume that maybe they didn't see it yet. That she just, oh, missed it or something like that. Like assuming the best. Yes. Have you ever had a client like this? Like, because I know you work with brides a lot where like the mom pays and like, does that bring up any awkwardness? It's not unusual for parents to pay. Um, but I do, if it comes up in conversation, I do clarify who my contract is with. So I'll say like, you know, my contract and my obligation lie with the bride and groom or the bride. I'm, you know, I'm not going to answer to anyone else. So that's probably important here too, like for this person to make that distinction because it's less common, I think for baby photography, but it's not uncommon to have somebody else in the family gifting this or paying this. So I think that that's an important distinction too, is like who the client is. But in this situation, it's mostly just like payment. And so I think what you said is great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, The next question is, what do you do if your client signs a contract but doesn't pay the deposit, even after multiple emails and saying she would? Do I still show up for the shoot and make her pay before I start working, or do I not show up at all? Mm, That's tricky. And I've seen this a bit in the wedding world where people have struggled with this, and they're like, you know, it's a wedding. Like, do I just not show up? Like, if there's a contract in place, what do I do here? And it is tricky to navigate. I am probably more inclined to cover my butt and show up for things. Not if it's, if it's portraits, probably not. But if it's something like a birth or a wedding, I'm probably more inclined to just cover my butt and show up, even, even though I don't feel like there would be an obligation there. But really, more importantly, I'd probably be looking at your system moving forward and setting it up where the contract and the invoice are tied together and not mm. really complete. They're, they're not separate things necessarily. They're kind of, so for example, I use HoneyBook and it's all set up as kind of one document moving forward. So I guess technically they could like back out of one before they finish the other, but I've 
I've never had it happen when they're set up as like one click through thing instead of like separate. So I, if it's a once in a lifetime thing, I'd probably show up, cover my butt, but I, I would make it clear like, Hey, we need to get this handled quickly because I'm not going to start on anything until mm-hmm. that's hard though. Uh, for portraits, I agree. I wouldn't show up, but yeah, I agree that for something big like a wedding or birth, I would still go. Well, I don't know though. With a, I don't know. With a birth, you're. I've had people who have good intentions and don't. Man, that's tough. And I mean, technically, in my contract, I it says like this payment schedule is this. So like, if they're not doing it, the contract would be null and void for me because yeah, well, not that I'm a lawyer, but in, in my opinion, it would be by, sure. by them not paying, they wouldn't have held up their end of the deal. So I don't feel like you're in the wrong. I just am more, I would probably just do it. But I I don't know. Is there any other client communication happening? Like if it's a birth or yeah. I feel like it's pretty rare for you to not be talking through other elements as well. Mm-hmm. So I think like if they've like basically ghosted you and are not having any communication, that's something to factor in as well. Yeah. And I think I might also at some point say like, Hey, I haven't heard from you in X amount of time. I know that your due day is coming up or your wedding day is coming up. Um, if I don't hear from you by blah, blah, blah date, I won't be there. Like you kind of give them warnings and let them know like this is serious versus just like, and maybe this person has, because she said after multiple emails saying that she would pay, she still hasn't. And she said, do I still show up for the shoot? So I think this particular person is asking for a portrait session, just the way that she phrased it. And so like Lydia said, for a portrait session, I'm way more likely to be like, hey, you didn't pay, I'm not going because that's reschedulable, right? Uh, A wedding and a birth obviously are not, but it's always been my rule, my system, my process that there has to be money paid before I'm going to show up. And I'm sure it's the same. She said multiple emails. I'd be interested to know if you are are tracking, if you can see if the emails have been opened, um, if you've had any responses to the emails and if you've tried like shooting a text or making a phone call to be like, Hey, I I always just come in assuming they haven't seen it. And just like, Hey, I just really wanted to check in. Sometimes things go to spam. Wanted to make sure you saw this. Like we need to get this taken care of. Mm hmm. Even if you know, I mean, even if I see that they read it, I'll still sometimes be like, hey, just wanted to make sure you got this. I literally can see with HoneyBook, you read it on January 12th at 8 p.m., but I'm not going to come in like all accusatory like that. It's going to be like, hey, just like what, what, like what you said, 100%. Okay, this next one, I'm really interested to hear what you say. Um, so she said, I'm curious to know how you would have handled the situation. I recently had a client bring her two kids ages three and six months for a session at my studio. The three-year-old was the wildest I've ever had. I mean, knocking things over, wouldn't listen at all to anything, wouldn't sit or stand or do anything that we asked him to do. He would intentionally hide his face from the camera or spit at me. We got zero usable images. I tried to get mom involved, but she didn't want to be photographed. We tried to go outside, but he would just run towards the street. I did the best I could, but really there are no good images. And I don't really want to reshoot with this family, but also don't want to offer a refund because I spent so much time and energy on this family. How do you handle kids like this who will not take any photos or listen at all? Okay. So when I hear this story, actually what comes to mind is hearing 
and this may not be the case here, is hearing from special needs families that they have struggled with this kind of behavior out of their kids when they've tried to do family sessions. Um, And like hearing that from their perspective, them being like, it's so important to me to get photos. Like, I know it's going to be really difficult, but I, I also understand that we should have these photos. So what's usable to you could, could potentially be different from what the mom is hoping for. She, I mean, she was there. She probably understands. So I think maybe it's worth chatting with her and trying to figure out if this was a particularly challenging day for their kiddo. And if so, like where, how can we meet them where they are? You know, how can we serve them and say like, Hey, I I know that was really hard for everybody. Like what can we do to make it a little easier? How can we adapt to make this easier for your family? That's my personal thought. And, and maybe it, maybe it was just a difficult day, you know, Mm -hmm. but this is their normal and they're just going to be okay with getting what they get because things are normal. So Mm -hmm. I think it's worth digging into a little bit. I don't, I don't think I would necessarily go straight to refunding um, because families Mm -hmm. deserve to have photos, even if their kids are not Mm -hmm. well behaved like they had hoped. So, yeah, I totally agree. And I think that sometimes we get ideas in our head of like these Pinterest images where these like twin 18 month olds are like posed perfectly with a newborn, you know, and it's like, that is so rare for what actually happens. And I think that sometimes we get it in our heads as photographers that that's what needs to happen. Families get to get it in their heads that that's what needs to happen. And then people are disappointed. But in the reality is like, like Lydia said, she was there too. She saw all of that happen she might actually be pleasantly surprised with what you were able to get. Like to you, it felt chaotic and maybe frustrating. Um, And you maybe didn't get the type of shots that you normally get for families, but she might actually be pleasantly surprised with what you were able to get. And so um, I think that she's saying she hasn't even, the mom hasn't even seen the photos yet. She just knows like there are no usable ones. Without having seen the images, I would maybe challenge that a little bit and encourage you to show the mom anyway and just sort of see what she says. She might be happy with them. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Good. Okay. Cool. Our last one. How do you go about friendship discounts for birth photography? I currently am or trying anyway to take only one client a month, one birth photography client a month. So if I were to take a discounted friend, that would be a huge bummer to have to turn down a full paying client later. What do you do in these situations? How close of a friend is close enough for a discount on quite possibly one of the hardest sessions to document? Okay. So there's two things that I have done in the past. One, the way I judge how close a friend is, and my kids are old enough now that I don't need this, but I, if they were close enough for me to call them when I'm on call and be like, hey, I need to drop my kids off, then I'm like, okay, I would consider giving you a bit of a discount. However, I wouldn't always lean toward a discount. Sometimes I would say, like, we're close friends. I'll add on X, Y, Z for you. I'll give you this. So they still feel valued and like they're getting something special, but you're not necessarily losing the income that you would normally get. So, and honestly, a lot of friends are just glad to support you. Mm -hmm. They may not even be wanting a discount. There's, I mean, I support my friends' businesses all the time and I don't walk in asking for a discount or expecting a discount. I walk in because I'm excited to support my friends. So I wouldn't say that you necessarily need to offer a discount, but 
if you feel like you want to do something nice as a sweet gift, um, I'm sure they would appreciate an add-on, maybe a, an album or, you know, extra images in their packages. Or if you like, for me, it was like maybe an add-on of a film or something like that, where it's not necessarily going to be a whole new thing for them where I'm giving them a discount, but mm-hmm. still makes them feel valued as a friend. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, like qualifying the friend piece, because I think that, especially in the earlier years of my business, I would get a lot of people who like knew me and they're like, hey, I saw you're doing photography now. What does it cost to get blah, blah, blah. And you kind of know them and they're kind of a friend. And to me, it was the same kind of barometer of like, is this somebody that I would call if I was having a really hard day and I needed a friend to talk to? Is this who I'm calling? That's like two people. (laughs) Like it really is a very small group of people that I am considering like a discount. For me personally, I never did discounts for friends. It was free or full price. I just didn't want to mess with well, you're a good friend, so you get 50% off. And you're a medium friend, so you get 10% off. You know what I mean? And I just didn't want to deal with that. So it's like, you're either like top five people in my life and you get it for free or you're paying full price. And, you know, medium level friends are happy to pay full price. Like they're happy, like Lydia said, to support your business. And the full friends are too. But there's just people that I would just be like, I just want to do it for free. Now, I understand that this person is saying they're only taking one client a month. And so they're going to have to like replace that income. Um, If it were me, I might consider, do I want to do two births this month? Because I'm already going to be on call. Uh, I want to be there for this friend. I don't want to charge her if it's that level of friendship. So am I okay with taking two births this month? And that's something that only you can answer. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Cool. This is fun. Good questions, you guys. Thank you for thank you for submitting these. If you have a client story, something that you want to share, a question about how to handle a client, head over to taviaredburn.com slash WWYD. I always want to say JD. Um, and shoot me a voice message on Instagram if you'd rather just um, chat it out and we'll share your voice clip. So as always, friends, remember, if you have a passion, it is not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, I hope that you know it's there for a reason and you are meant to get out there and make it happen. Have a great week. Bye.